in all honesty, I was I was bricking it. I was I was bricking the meeting with with my boss, and uh, what that boiled down to for me was being seen as incompetent or unable. Hello, I am Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk, and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception, and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. Okay, good morning, guys, and welcome to Crisis to Crushing It. So this week, I'm just going to share what's been going on in my week and uh, give you a sort of flavor of the things that I've been managing. So this is a, this is a the first part will be a review of the Ordax I did, um, which was a 109 kilometer bike race, which just started out with me being a little bit curious as to what it was and what it was to get involved. And this is leading on to a bigger goal of mine uh, a few years down the road where I'd like to do a transcontinental race. So I rocked up on the day. Uh, signed up, jumped on, and uh, they give you a, a map of um, where to go and uh, points you've got to hit along along the journey. I didn't uh, <laughs> note to self for next time. I, I print the map out um, because the, the map they provide is available for you to download. So I downloaded it to my phone. However, I didn't have connection during the entire process. Which sort of made it a little bit interesting. Um, I picked up with uh, somebody on the way. Uh, there was a lot of there was all sorts of different abilities there, um, from you know the very experienced ones that literally like flew straight away, um, and then there's the ones that were just some people were out for a to get it done, but at a steadier pace, and some people were just literally just tasting it, and and I'm gonna. Having a, having a look at what, what it's all about. So like I say, we I picked up with a, a gentleman and uh, good job I did because he, he was an experienced um, wood axer and uh, he's been doing it for years. However, it's, we, we both got up to, to a point in the journey where he had a map and I ran out of knowledge of the area because it's a, a fairly local Ordax, and it's fairly short in Ordax terms. And you think these these rides go up, you know, 200, 400, 600 kilometers plus. Um, and even when you put it in the, the scale of um, the longer term goal of a transcontinental, which I think is around 2,500 kilometers. Um, so, yeah, so I ran out of knowledge, and, and see, he wasn't from the area, so it, it just made it really interesting. And I was probably the biggest barrier was understanding exactly where to go, where to go. Um, because if you sort of uh, tapped into Google uh, on, on, the, on the route, it would, it would reference national cycle routes, so-and-so. And if you put that into Google, it doesn't actually bring up, it just brings up a, a location. It didn't, when I was on my mobile, it didn't bring up the for me to be able to see where I was in relation to that. It, it did It did on a computer. When I got home, I put the route into the computer and it looked exactly the same as the um, 
as the one that was available for download. But for some reason on mobile, I didn't like it. Um, so there's there's lots of different bits of kit uh, you can get. I mean, you can get a GPX tracker. There's uh, I think there's um, there's, there's other forms of GPS you can use. Uh, you can use your phone, but I, I take a, some form of charger because it's smashed out on my battery. Um, and I was aware that if not so much if I got lost, but if I if I broke down and I was going to be late, that I needed to be able to tell a family that I was okay and you know things were. I, I was just managing the situation. I just wanted to be able to tell somebody via a phone call. Um, yeah, so so we, we was gone for. So have a look. I was six and a half hours in the saddle, um, and the f <laughs> it, it, it didn't. It wasn't long before I actually turned into. Uh, I, like I, within the first hour, I think I I I broken the furthest I've ever been on a bike, and the longest I'd ever been on a bike, other than when I was a kid playing. Um, so that was quite exciting, and you know not knowing where I was going into, whether I was going to get sore, whether I could do it, all, all, the, all the doubts and self-belief that comes up when, you, when you're trying something new that tries to keep you uh, stuck uh, and, and, and almost blocks you from having the experience if you, if you let those thoughts consume you. So, yeah, I just threw my hat in the ring. There's, um, there is a, I've seen since that there are smaller old axes you can do. There are 60-kilometer races. Uh, this may have been a better introduction rather than 109. Um, but yeah, all in all, a fantastic experience. Um, there was there was limited numbers on on the race, um, so that was something that was passed down to me by my the, the guy I met up with was try and make sure the race is enough people because if the, the I think there was there was 20 registered, but I think half showed up. And what that meant was the variance in abilities was not great, which means, as, as he was explaining to me, that if you're riding in a pack, you've got other people pulling you forward that are slightly stronger than you, so you chase them. So then as you're chasing them, you're sort of, you know, you, you're passing the miles, the miles are going. You're also talking to new people as you move up and, out, up and down the pack in the group. So, yeah. And there was so there's twenty registered, twenty showed up. It's just basically left me, me, me and him at the back. I mean, uh, we we stuck with it. We got to, I think it was seventy kilometers, um, and 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 they, we could we could have kept going, we, but we was up against the clock. It's, they they don't they say it's not a race, but it's it's like a time trial in in effect. You've got so, so much time to get to each station. And we was fine on the first three. Done a ton of climbing early on. Um, so that was fantastic challenge. And I really, really relished the climbing. Um, but it's, it, was, it was heavy going at the start of the journey. Then as we got out towards, um, towards Mysore um, Kamaway, we... Got a, not not lost, but we we was trying to find this this cycle route that was referenced on the map, which just turns out to be a, a B road, an old B road, which is 
what most most what a lot of the national cycle routes appear to be from when I looked at the this this race in particular. Um, and then we reached a point where we had to go. We couldn't find the path we were looking for to take us direct to out towards um, St. Melons to then come back towards Penarth and then back up towards Tafswell. So, yeah, time was against us, four o'clock. And so we had to make it over this, uh, <laughs> over Gafili Mountain. And um, it was, it was a, a slog. It's, it's the best way to describe it. It was, everything seemed to be a hill. And we're talking towards the end of the ride now. So we've been in the saddle six hours. And uh, yeah, so that was sapping on the legs. Um, I took plenty of fluids. It actually replenished in one of the shops on the way to pick up some uh, extra fluid and a, and a Snickers bar. But I had uh, nut bars and bananas on me for the journey. Um, yeah, so then we dropped down into Cardiff because obviously it was up against this. We give the, the organizer a text to say, look, um, uh, Joel and uh, so, uh, my colleague will not be finishing just to give him the heads up so he didn't wait around. And then we sort of cut back into Cardiff and then back up towards Tonguinice where it all started. Like I say, all in all, a fantastic experience. Um, I, I posted in the, in one of the Audax groups the night before about um, suggested breakfasts. And they said, a lot of them said porridge. Um, it was all sorts of different comments and stuff. And the best one I can take away is probably don't overthink it. It's 109 kilometers to me sounded huge, especially never, never having ridden anywhere near that far. Um, yeah, so yeah, don't overthink it. If you're thinking about throwing your hat in the ring, read the route beforehand. Try and understand. Try and do a local one so you understand it to a degree. You you know you've got your bearings. You don't need a GPX tracker straight off. If you under, if you can, if I'd have pre-checked the route, I would have had a better understanding of where I was headed and what I was looking for. But being green and naive, I just dived in and didn't even print the route off thinking I could do it all off my phone which was a mistake so yeah I just wanted to share that with you guys um, if you think about it I think it's, it's a fantastic challenging experience there's all sorts of different ones you've got ones with climbs you've got ones that are straight um, I think they're graded so you, when you get into it you can understand that there's different levels of climb um, within the race and then you can earn like medals and, and, and other things. Um, as you progress on a journey and you improve, then you, you can, I think the, the race I did was something like a bronze Alps, which means is over, I think there was over 4,000 feet of climbing, I, I think. Um, which I sort of like that aspect of it. I thought that was pretty cool. The fact that you could, uh, you know, you could have, you could acknowledge, you could set your targets on a, on a, on a badge or something you wanted to achieve and then just go and do a race and try and achieve it. So, yeah, um, like I said, fantastic experience. Don't think about it too much. I mean, I had porridge. Um, you can always fuel on the way. There's lots of way stations. A lot of the stations where you've got to pick up, 
uh, control points where there's actually when if there's no one there it's usually a case of going in the shop getting a receipt um, people were friendly um, all in all a thoroughly enjoyable experience uh, upshot was didn't finish we I think we did in the end 85 kilometers but I see time and distance uh, no uh, direction was our biggest challenge during it which is which is part of it so I'm gonna go on from you now and look for more it is I can see the appeal when we hit some of the peaks in Wales it was um, it, it just all made sense <laughs> and you can see how you know you're on these B roads and old roads with these old country pubs that all I could think of I'm gonna bring my family back here to show them how pretty this place is um, show them the views show them the pubs Sunday dinners you know it's it was just yeah it was just a real awesome experience and uh, I'm looking forward to doing more of them so going off that offer a little bit of a tangent I wanted to touch on self-belief because this week um, myself and my and my wife have been not dabbling with uh, self-belief but we've had things come up which challenge self-belief so for myself it was the Audax um, and my ability um, so I think I mentioned in a in a vlog I did the other day, I had something going on at work, and I was and I was, in all honesty, I was I was bricking it. I was I was bricking the meeting with with my boss, and uh, what that boiled down to for me was being seen as incompetent or unable, and obviously nobody wants to feel that way. So. Um, so yeah, so that was that was that, that's where I was at. When we actually sat down and uh, we started to run through it, I started there. I was taken back to a time when I was ten years old. I sat at the desk with my father doing my maths, and then I I, I couldn't get what he was trying to convey. And the more I couldn't get it, the more frustrated he got. <laughs> and the more frustrated I got, the more his tone changed. And this was the thing that struck me the most. His tone, my boss's tone with me when we, when we were discussing it, because he had a lot on his plate that day. His tone took me back to being 10 years old and my father at the table. But I mean, this is, this is my thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not projecting this on anyone. What I'm saying is, there's something there for me to work on if I, because I actually I actually could feel myself start to close down, which is what I used to do with my father. My father get frustrated. He'd get cross that I couldn't understand. And in the end, because he'd be so frustrated and his tone would be of a certain, I don't know, tone, it would literally just shut me down and I, I was unable, to th I'd be unable to think. So, actually slipped into that and I, I I said to the bar and this is the bit I want to share with you guys is even if you're breaking it and, and, you, and you've got all these different worries they are worries they are either they're future 
they're, they're future negative thoughts. They're not right, like right now, right here, right now. I'm fine. I'm well. I'm happy. I'm safe. What I was doing, I was projecting into the future rather than just dealing with each thing as it came up and then, you know, do what it says, do what it says, do what it says. I was projecting the concern about aspects of my, me being seen as a way I wanted to be seen within the business. So I sat down and like I said, and uh, he said, right, can you just take me through it? So yeah, I was, so I started to show him what to do. And then I could feel myself slipping again. I could feel myself slipping to the point where I couldn't compute where the things were I needed to access. So, so I said to him, I said, I gotta be, I said, I gotta tell you, I said, I'm, I'm bricking it. I mean, I'm absolutely bricking it. I've been worried about this all week. And then he immediately put my mind at rest. He said, look, he said, it's not, you know, it's not, 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 it's not a witch. And we're not trying to trip anybody up. He said, I just want to see the process you're doing. He said, I, I, I'm looking to help you improve. I want to improve the process and I want to help you. And as soon as he did that, a, flitch, a, a switch flicked inside me. And I was able to, I, I grasped onto, he wants to help me. He wants to improve it. And as soon as I could look at it from the perspective of, he wants to help me, he wants to improve it. It didn't matter what else came because I knew he was going to help me and that the system at the end of it would be easier to manage. And that's exactly what happened. But if I hadn't conveyed that to him, he could have got to the point where he's frustrated because I couldn't find him. So I couldn't find, you know, so I couldn't find the parts that I needed. And if I had got to that point, I, I probably would have shut down because he'd have become more frustrated and he probably would have been wondering what's going on. The, the point of this this, pod, this aspect of the podcast today is to say, like, everybody's got stuff going on. Nobody's got this all figured out. And if we're in a position where we're in, like, a stressful situation, which is dependent on another person leading it or guiding it, if you can be 100% honest with that person, irrespective of what they say, because at the end of the day, if you can say to someone, look, I'm nervous, um, I'm, I'm a little bit stressed right now, let me just, I'm trying to gather myself. Then you're saying what's on your mind. Not everybody, I mean, I could have had a boss that turned around and said, right, okay, you should bloody understand this, da 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 da, -da and, and gone off on one. But I didn't. I didn't, to be honest, I... I I just wanted to say it because if I hadn't have said it, then I would never have understood. Then I never would have got to the point where he could. I could. I I needed to ask uh, to, to let him know I was nervous, and that I was, uh, like I said, been breaking it, for him to then allow him to respond in a natural way, and his natural response was, "Look, you know, I want, I want to help you. I want to improve it." But if I'd never have said that, those words may never have come out. So, well, if so, from then on, if he's if his tone is changing, he's getting frustrated. All I'm going to see is, is I'm going to be taking it personally. I'm going to be taking it on. You know, it's going to be about me. Where, in essence, it was about 
improving the process and making it easier for me. And both of those things are outside of me. They're not, they don't reside within me. The process isn't within me. And neither is how I... Um, yeah, so the process isn't within me. What he was doing, he was helping me and improving the process. Yeah. So if you've got a situation where you're not sure or you've got a boss that's and you've got a meeting coming up. I just wanted to share, you know, if you if you can look at it from the perspective of he wants to help me, he wants to improve the process, he wants to make this more efficient. It it was incredible the relief that came with those words. I say and I grasped onto them because I knew those if I I didn't know it before I said it, but as soon as the words come out I thought that's it. I'm done. I'm done with the fear. This is now something else. This is now about opportunity and growth. Well, I could have preset that before I even went into that meeting. I could have said, and to a degree I did, I said to my wife in the morning, I'm going to go in with an open mind with the intent to do whatever I can. No, no matter what comes, at the end of this, this will, this will happen. And that's exactly what happened. Even though I preset it and even I preset the thought that I'd have an open mind and the process would be improved at the end of the session. When it came to the session, I'd sort of forgotten that. And what I should have kept front of mind was what I want to get from it. And if what I want to get from the interaction or the communication is uh, clarity and simplicity, and sort of like keep reaffirming those to myself. At the end of this, I want clarity, you know, and um, simplicity. So I want the process to be simplified and I want to understand it more. But then I'm seeking things that are outside of myself. It's not me trying to put or show my ability. So I'm not trying to prove myself. I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of, look, this is what I do. This is my process. And I'm open to changing it, to simplify it, to make it more clear for myself. So I just wanted to share that with you. It's, uh, I mentioned my wife earlier on as well. So she's, she, she's been going through some stuff this week with, um, vlogging and a lot of people study with, uh, struggle with vlogging. And I tell everybody the same thing is a, a course I did. 21 day live tribe with American real. Um, and they do, uh, it's a group where you can every day, uh, you have to post a minimum of a minute. Vlog. I think it's, no, you have to, it's a maximum, a maximum of a minute vlog every day. And this is what I did to overcome speaking on a camera, uh, for my podcast. And I, yeah, 21 days. I think I got to day 10, day 10. I was done. I, I didn't I didn't need to do it anymore. I didn't feel the fear that goes with communicating to people that are not there. Um the fear of, of the judgments. Uh all that went. So I think it's a fa fantastic tool. Um the people were great and just being able to do it when and whenever I wanted to. It, it didn't matter where you were, you didn't have to be, you know, preened and primed. Uh, you don't need makeup on. You can you can vlog anytime. If you look at any of the real, um, like Grant Cardone or anybody that's prolific on um, 
social media, you see that they they vlog everywhere and anywhere. There is no right or wrong time. There is no certain makeup or hairstyle you have to have before you vlog. This is just something that we we tell ourselves because we we're being resistant to doing it. So. Yeah, uh, tw- twenty-one day live tribe, American real. Search them out. Um, if you're in there and want to improve your your public speaking or vlogging or talking to the camera, don't get me wrong. This is uh, I'm not perfect with this, but I, I enjoy it, even if I do sometimes stutter and stammer. Um, and as I process my thoughts, sometimes I say them, and that's annoying too to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's all work in progress. And on these types of podcasts where I'm sort of spitballing, I'm, I know the points I want to touch on. I'm sort of thinking as I go. So I know the points I want to cover, but I'm sort of leading, you're sort of on the journey with me as a, in my head. And as I start to realize stuff, you may pick up on, the change of tone in my voice where I've suddenly realized something. So yeah, I just wanted to share that Mrs. is doing vlogs. She's just jumped on a, an opportunity come up yesterday for her to do. Uh, she got challenged by her boss to do a vlog. So she did. And it was on self belief. So she was doing it on self belief, which something my wife feels quite strongly about because she's struggled for years. But when she when she delivered it, she was very uh, low energy. Basically, she because she was so dwelling on the thoughts of what she had to say and how she had to say it, and she became consumed by it. So I I said to her, I said that's that's not you. I said on that vlog, you don't. When you talk about this business, you don't talk about it that way. I said you're like. If you imagine a puppy when they glad when you come down in the morning and they're glad to see you, you know, with a tail wagon, that's my wife uh, the last <laughs> the last few weeks because she's that excited about this business. So I said, I think you may be scared to be yourself. I think you're you know, you're too worried about what people will think if you were to show your true authentic self, and the true authentic self is quite you know quite quirky, you know, and good on it. Just being able to be quirky, to be able to be yourself completely, it's quite freeing. Um, so she's working on that. And then this this was yesterday. She had the challenge by a boss. So then I challenged her then to do another one. And when I said, when you do, when you come down in the morning, how would you get in that state? And she said, well, I just start thinking about the business and our life next year, where are we going to be, the things we're going to be experiencing there. You know, the places we're going to travel to, I'm going right. And she's getting more and more excited as we're talking. I said, so you can you can put yourself in the puppy state just through thought. Yeah. Okay. I said, so what happened yesterday then with the vlog? Oh, well, I was thinking about, you know, what I had to say and how I had to, how I had to convey it. And I didn't want to mess up and I didn't want to look stupid. And I'm like, right. And then she went, ah, yeah. I said, see, so by the power of, through the power of thought, you can evoke an emotional state. You you can make yourself be joyous and excited just through thought, just through thinking. Now, yeah. 
I said, so why didn't you do that with the vlog? I didn't think. She could become the fear kicked in, which took it out of the. She wasn't able to access that because she was in a fear state. She's got this awareness now, and then what then transpired was all of her team, all of her team were on holiday in Florida with with the with the with the business to this big event in uh, in Florida, I think it was. Which means that the people, when they host these calls twice a week, they're missing some people because they're not available. So somebody pitched in the, in the within the group, is, is anybody willing to step up and have a go? So she was humming and I, what do you think? What do you think? So do it. Oh, what do you, oh, yeah, but but you know, lots of buts as usual. And then uh, twenty minutes later, I said, well, why don't you just? Because there's two different aspects to this. There's the travel side, where you can be like a travel agent. And then there's the networking side. We you build your team. I said, which one do you know most competently? Which one are you most confident with? She said, um, oh, um, definitely the, um, the holidays. I could, I could do that. I said, okay, so do that one then. So next thing I know, she comes out of the kitchen. She's clapping her hands and she's all excited. And she's like, I've done it. I've done it. And she went, oh, my God, I've done it. I've done it. I said, well, good for you. I said, you're going to be fine. So now she's gone from yesterday is a massive growth day for her because she's gone from being challenged by a boss to to a vlog, which she did. And then she wasn't happy with it, but she still posted it, which there means that now is out there. So she can now learn from that and remember from that and play it and apply what I've, what I've shown her about how thoughts can impact our emotional state and our physical state to get herself in a position where she's excited and then she can use that to convey or be in a position with um, the team call tonight to be able to deliver a, a message that's more in tune with who she is in a way that's more congruent with her but she never would have had that had she not had the bottle to do the initial vlog and be willing to fail in a, in a, in a degree. I say fail as in it's a, a first attempt in learning. So it's, it's more a learning experience rather than a fail as in right and wrong. And now she's going to pivot and she do it again and then she's going to pivot. And each time she's going to learn something that'll allow her to become more and more improved. The more she does it, the more she pivots, the more she learns, the more confident she becomes. The more confident she becomes, the more competent she becomes. And we don't we don't tend to look at things like that. We tend to look at things as very black and white. Um, we tend to see, you know, I, I'm not good at this, which is fixed mindset. Or or as I th I try to look at most things as in, you know, what can I learn? If if I'm willing to look at things from the aspect of learning, then there's always growth. There's, there's, ne there's never a fixed aspect to my ability because I can always learn. So, and that opens the world right up. It, it, you know, skill and ability can both be improved, whether it's through reps, um, whether it's through the way you're thinking, the way you're processing it, the way you're, you're doing it. If it's physical training, you know, you, you change the, if you want to lift heavier weights, then practice lifting 
heavier weights first. If you, if you want to become, um, I don't know, a good runner, then then run. You know, there's, there's two different types of running, short runs, long runs. But if, if you don't, if you never try, then you're never going to know. And then you're always going to be wondering what if. And what if is not where you want to be when you're 80, 90, 100, or I think I've got mine down as 105, which I'm going to push out a little bit. On my bed thinking, oh yeah, I wonder what would happen if. Telling my grandkids stories about what if. So I don't want that. Not for me. So I'm going to, when these opportunities come up, I'm going to take them. And then hopefully there'll be less what ifs when my time comes. So just want to share that with you guys today. I know there's a couple of different aspects. So we're looking at what we got there, trying something new. We've got uh, self-doubt, um, self-belief, uh, vlogging, yeah, all sorts of different stuff. So hope you enjoyed it. it I'm going to do, be doing more of these one-to-ones because I just want to be sharing my week um, and I'll try and be get the guests back on soon once things settle down. But I wanted to be consistent and, and be putting content out as opposed to... Um, you know, letting things slip and then being a bit sporadic with my episodes. So, yeah, once once things settle down my end and I get back in the groove, then I'll be getting the guests back on. So, but it, I will I will be doing more of these one to ones. And if you guys want to drop me a line and tell me something you'd like me to discuss, feel feel free. Uh, more than willing to uh, engage with you and see if I can help with your situation. So, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it out because I got an early start and I got a ride. So uh, have a fantastic day, and uh, I'll see you next week. All the best, guys. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram, and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful, and professional people feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit.